Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 735, recorded live on August 20th, 2022. And here are your hosts, the man who was able to record last week, Dave Play. I mean, yes, I totally was able to record last week. And the man who was traveling out of the state. Andy Lohi. Definitely would have been able to record. 100%. Well, your schedule probably modified as because I told you to be like, hey, yeah, we're not going to be recording. I think I was asleep. Oh. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I went to sleep early that, that week, last week. Well, yeah. No, I I was definitely not. I was, I was in a hotel room on Saturday in night, so. Indianapolis? Indianapolis. Well, technically in Carmel. Okay. Was the hotel in Indianapolis proper? Hold on. You've got me curious now. <laughs> Clearly you did not book the hotel. No, I did book the hotel. <laughs> you just don't remember where it was. Yes. I I hit the button that said, you know, I, book on, it. for Google Maps. And then I, in Google Maps, said, hey, send this to my phone. Yeah. And that's what I did. So the important bits, you know, nope, actually in Indianapolis. So I was right. Yep. You were in Indianapolis. I was, yep. Cool. Hanging out with all our friends from Indianapolis. There's basically just one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I I am aware. Wasn't Gen Con like a week ago or was that two weeks ago? I think that was two weeks ago. Okay, so you missed Gen Con. Not uh, that you would yeah, have had August time or inclination to go anyway. Yeah, Gen Con two weeks ago. I I was, uh, yeah, that would, that would have been a lot. Going to Gen Con? Yes. With, you know, two kids? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be, I think a lot doesn't even really begin to describe it. I don't know if they even would have let you. Like, can you bring kids to Gen Con? I don't, I don't see I know you can't, that. like, well, I don't know, but I assume you can't bring strollers because they have that rule at PAX, too. Let's see. Attendee info policies and show info code of conduct costumes and weapons let's see strollers not on the list at least not in the gen con oh here we go maybe the convention center policy and the thrilling episode of andy reading because this this venue website is crap it says nothing about strollers, so possibly, yes, we could have taken a stroller, but still, no. <laughs> possibly, you could have taken a stroller to the Gen Con that you didn't go to. Kate says that uh, you, you could have our kids while we go and do something fun. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you want to do that. <laughs> Just throwing that one out there. What, you had you had dogs? Yes. Are you equating having dogs with having kids? I realized as soon as I said that. <laughs> okay. Because I know a lot of parents, like, when you have a dog, there are many similarities to having a child and things that you have to deal with that parents often have to deal with. However, I know many parents who take great offense at the idea that there is any similarity between a owning a dog and having a kid. Yeah, those people who talk about their fur babies. Uh, yes, I have a fur baby. His name is Lazarus. He's a crotchety old man. He just injured himself chasing a small animal. A week and a half ago, he tried to eat a falcon. <laughs> I'm not joking. No, I know. There was a joking. falcon. Falcon hawk? Falcon. There was a falcon on the roof of the house next to us, and we were out there looking at it. And I was going, ah! I was like, there's a freaking falcon up there. It was awesome. And I'm just staring at this thing. It looks down and I was like, ah! I'm like, great. Like, that's, wow. Like, it's just hanging out there on the chimney. And then it flies down underneath our ash tree in the front yard. And I'm like, well, that's, that's very brave of it. And Lazarus is looking at it like, lunch. And it sits, it's just sitting there. Going, ah! And Lazarus is like, and slowly, and slowly. And then the falcon was like, ah! And then Laz is like, charge. And the falcon, falcons do not take off quickly. They are a large bird. There is a lot of mass to get into the air. And so it starts like flapping and moving and Laz is charging at it and it gets off the ground and he jumps with his jaw open. I mean like shark out of water 
like trying to get this bird, which just manages to like swerve out of the way and take off. So God forbid he actually had gotten a hold of the damn thing because I don't know who would have won that. I don't think anyone would have won that. That, that. Yeah, no winners in that fight at all. No, no, no winners. Um, what were we talking about last week? Not recording. Yes. You were in Indy yes. for friend events. Yes. And then we took a swing by the Indianapolis Zoo. Of course. Of, of course. course. Yep. But yes, no, that was, was not possible to, uh, to do both, you know, recording. No. And that at the same time. Yep. Which is fine. It worked out. Mm-hmm. I, I took the week off and just relaxed and slept, played games, didn't worry about the podcast, found a topic for us. I found like two topics for us. Andy, I actually added topics. I know. I saw that. <clears throat> right? How surprised were you? Somewhat surprised. Somewhat surprised. I will have to work harder so that I can surprise Andy. Now, it would be really surprising if I actually, you know, I loaded up the page and there was, you know, enough topics that I don't have to find anything. I, well, you know... I gotta leave you something to do, Andy. Other than play Guess the Can. I have two cans in front of me, Andy. One on the left and one on the right. Uh, Are they Spindrift? They are indeed Spindrift. Because I'm back to trying to cut out a lot of sugar from soda. Which is really funny because actually right now, this weekend, I decided that uh, I need to finish off the two liter of uproar that I had in the basement. Mm-hmm. So you're just chugging it? Basically, I'm just trying to get rid of it this weekend. You know, there's a really convenient way to get rid of liquid in your house, Andy. I know, yes. I could just pour it down. I could just... Just yeah, I could. pour it in the sink. But I still like the uh, the taste of it, so I'm not, you know, it's still good. I just, you know, I want to get, I want to drink it before it gets completely flat, so... All right. Well, okay then. How you doing, Andy? You sound a little tired. Not too bad. It was just we uh we went to another zoo today. So oh, so just like dehydrated and sunstroked and actually there was the, the was the sun wasn't bad. It was actually cloudy the whole time. Um, it actually rained for part of the time too. So that was fun. Um, but this is um John Ball Zoo up in Grand Rapids. So. Um, hills are a thing at the zoo. Uh-huh. You literally, um, you walk into the zoo and the first thing you have to do is basically climb up a hill to get to the actual exhibits. Why would you build a zoo on a hill? That sounds like a bad idea. Like, cause the, to make a zoo doesn't, like, it needs to be big enough that, like, you can't really have it on a hill. You have to have it on, like, why would you build a zoo on a hill? I don't know. You'd have to ask the people who originally opened the zoo back okay. in 1891. That's a long time ago. I don't think those people are still alive, Andy. No, probably not. Someone born when the zoo opened is 130 years old. Oh, oh hold on. Okay, so uh, during the Great Depression, the zoo actually closed. And then okay. during 1949... Also, isn't closing a zoo kind of like you still got the animals unless you give them away or sell them? Well, uh, most of the collection was given away to other zoos. Some were butchered to help feed the poor. I guess you're in the Great Depression. If yep, you yep. got like a bunch of bison in your zoo. Uh, hey, buffalo that's... and deer, it looks like. Yeah, that's, that's a lot article. of burgers. Think of how much soup you could make with a deer. It would not necessarily be good soup, mm-hmm. but it's soup. <clears throat> so you went to the zoo. You're yep. tired because you, yeah. you walked uphill and went to the zoo. Yeah, I'm trying to find out how far it is from the base up to the height. Go to Google Maps. That's what I'm, I'm trying to do that right now. Pick a walking route from the bottom to the top and tell it to give you directions. And in the directions, it should have the elevation change. Does Google Maps inside the zoo? Never thought of that. All right, hold on. Come on. Come on, Google all right, let's do, do, do. Let's go to the park. There's the park. Oh, it is there. All right. Okay. All right, so there's there's the entrance right there. Okay. <clears throat> okay, I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> I can do this. I can do this. I got this. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so we'll start here. Directions from here. Choose your destination. We'll go up to here. We'll do walking. Uh, looks like 112 feet from bottom to top. 
I'm sorry, say that again? 112 feet from the base of the zoo feet. to the top of the zoo. So 10 stories? Mm-hmm. Okay, sure, 10 stories. That's what Google says, so. All right, I, I don't disbelieve you. I'm just trying to think how many stories I climb on a daily basis. Oh, oh here's another idea. Watch. I'm not My pushing watch. a stroller, though. <clears throat> My watch says I climbed 17 floors today. Granted, that was also probably in our house because I was doing laundry. Yes, there was a lot of walking and pushing the stroller. So anyway, I've been, you know, drinking a bunch of Mountain Dew just to give <laughs> to, to finish it off. <laughs> Which is not necessarily a good thing. Okay. No, so should we maybe like hop over to topics so that you have something focused to talk about? Sure. Uh, can, can we start with the ones I posted? Sure. Cool. Which one do you want? Uh, hacking or activism? Uh, let's go with the hacking. All right. So the very first one, Cisco of like Cisco, right? Mm -hmm. Of the like, we make your phones and your network and we are in every corporate office across the country. That Cisco, right? Yep. They got hacked. Oh. But they published on August 10th everything they knew about it. They're like, hey, here's what happened. Here's what was compromised. Here's what we did. And it is a fascinating read because like how they got into so that the, the attack vector was one of the like a Cisco employee got his Google account hacked, even though it had multi-factor authentication because they voice fished and, and convinced him to like accept the the notification on the phone saying, hey, someone's trying to sign in. And so he clicked, oh, you know, yep, this is me, allow it. And so they got into his Google account. His Chrome had saved passwords for Cisco's internal websites. So they were able to use those passwords, they were able to VPN in, and they were able to enter the system. Oh, part of me knows that Chrome has some of my passwords saved in it. Because I try not to save them in the browser directly, but I do have a password manager. Yeah, I've got just even in just Kalamazoo, just Kalamazoo, I've got one, <clears throat> two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've got seven satellite receivers, each with their own serial number and password that I have to put into the web GUI in mm -hmm. order to access them. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you for a fact because all of their passwords um, were generated by the box themselves. They're garbage to remember. Yes. Yeah. So, so a password I, manager, you, you definitely need one. Yeah. So I have Chrome having those saved in there because then I can just go down the list of the serial yep. numbers. But if you ever get compromised. Somebody will have access to all of our satellite receivers because those are web GUIs. So they're yep. accessible from the public internet. Yeah, you might want to like separate out your two accounts. Just just saying. Um, so anyway, the, the article that they published and the, the documentation that they published shows like, here's the different things they tried and the different attacks they made. And here was our responses to it, including my, my favorite in here. Um, God, where was it? They tried, they wrote a registry key that overwrites the, um, the the accessibility programs in Windows because those accessibility programs run before you even log in, mm -hmm. right? The system starts those. So it's a fascinating read. I highly recommend it. Uh, they basically, and then the, the best part is at the end, like the, the hacker tried to blackmail them and say like, I've got your data. I'm going to release this. And they're like, yeah, no. And then they published their whole like, Here's everything that this person tried to do, and here's what we did to stop them. Jeez, yeah, I'm looking at this. Domains, email addresses, IP addresses, hashes. It was wow. really cool. Just reading through this, it was really cool. Also, that they have a rapid response team, the Cisco Security Incident Response, CSIRT. Well, this is Cisco. Like you said, everybody <clears throat> uses Cisco. Granted, we've been trying to get away from using Cisco because of their new pricing structure. Uh-oh. Yeah, no, their new subscription pricing structure is just ridiculous. It's just like the BMW with their heated seats is, yeah, you have to buy the hardware, but then you also have to pay your subscription basically to fully access your hardware. Which is bullshit. Yep. Especially for heated seats in a car. 
Yep. Yeah, we've been. So um, we're trying. What are we trying now? We're trying Fortinet instead of our Cisco routers. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'd have to talk to your lead IT networking person. Oh wait, not me anymore. Oh really? Yeah, because You're not I'm doing I'm, the networking at all. Not really. You know, I oh. I still help out because you know I've been sitting there with all this equipment for the last eight years. Yep. But still, I've been I've been passing most more and more stuff off to Paul, who's actually the IT person now for that's good Michigan. Right, you're a broadcast engineer now. Yes, not the IT guy. No, which you know the lines are very very blurred when my you know everything now has an Ethernet port on it. You know, I look at that and I'm like, okay, the satellite receivers, the web GUI for the satellite receivers, is that an IT thing? Is that a broadcast engineer thing? It's whoever gets to it first even better is you know websites for a company are run through a web department at the corporate office mm-hmm. so it, you know people will tell me oh there's this problem and i have to go is that an internal problem or is that a website problem that's external to the building yeah if it's a building problem then i have to fix it but as soon as i realize it's not a problem inside my building not my problem what was what was it in hitchhiker's guide and sep field the SCP field was the somebody else's problem field. Yes, I think that was it. And I, I th- did I finish the series or no? Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea. Do you want to? It, 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 I have it around here somewhere. I know. I, I did Hitchhiker's Guide, Restaurant at the End of the Universe, So Long and Thanks for All the Fish. Uh, there's. I'm pretty sure there's one between there. Is there? In the trilogy. Hitchhiker's Guide. Oh, maybe not. Uh, to the Galaxy Trilogy. Oh, Life, the Universe, and Everything, and then So Long. Yeah, Life, the Universe, Everything. Okay. And then Mostly Harmless, and then and Another Thing. But that one wasn't actually written by Adams. No. Lazarus, hey bud, can you, can you stop for now? You're okay. Come here. <laughs> and he's like, nope, I'm going to keep going. There he goes. All right, he's laying down. Sorry about that. So are you familiar with Nexus Mods, Andy? No. If you said Nexus, Nexus mod- Mods, in my head, I'd be thinking of something related to the old school um, Android phones. Okay. It is not that. Okay. It is the one of the like central hubs of the modding community for most modern games. Oh, yeah. No, geez. There's a lot of them here. Yes. There's a lot of games there and a lot of mods for a lot of games. So if you want to play like Assassin's Creed, but you want different weapons or maybe a different setting or maybe like you think that Ezio Auditore di Firenze should have like a bazooka Nexus mods. That's where you go to look for that sort of thing. Okay. Someone made a mod for Spider-Man that, ready for this? Okay. Removes pride flags from the game. Spider-Man is set in New York. Yes. There are pride flags in New York. Lots of them. Yes. And this person decided, nope, I don't want to see pride flags. And so they made a mod that removes the pride flags and replaces them with the American flag. Just a simple texture swap in the game. Mm -hmm. Now, first off, this was a sock puppet account. And Nexus, you know, the mod was reported. Nexus looked and said, uh, no. And then banned the account that made it. But it was a sock puppet account, right? It was someone who had an account and made a second account just to upload this. But like, they know, right? If you have more than one Reddit account, Reddit knows both of your accounts and 100% has them tied together. Yes. It's really easy to figure that out. It's coming from the same IP address. It's going to have the same fingerprints. It's going to have the same devices. Like, it's really easy to figure that shit out now. Oh, of course, yeah. So Nexus was like, yep, we we know who that is. And because he tried to evade, because he tried to do a sock puppet, and, like, clearly knew it was wrong, not only did they ban the sock puppet and take down the mod, they banned the modder from his main account. <laughs> now, a lot of people were like, hey, you know, free speech, like, you can't do that. To which Nexus replied, and I love this, uh, if this, like, they made this huge news post, totally locked news post, and the bottom it says, if this policy upsets you, if we've broken some moral code of conduct as a business that you can't accept, then please delete your account and move on as we will. 
I love it. I love it. I love it. I love that they're like, you know what? You have a problem with us doing this? You can leave. Fuck you. We don't want you. Didn't um didn't the guys at like Reddit or 4chan do something like that where one of the main guys went in there and said, <laughs> like, look, we're just gonna blow them all up and just basically like went through the, the thing there and just banned a whole bunch of accounts. People are like, you know, First Amendment, he's like, I'm not the government. This is a private entity. Yep. <laughs> You're but free pro- speech. You you have the freedom to say it somewhere else. Yep. Oh, that's funny. God, I still can't believe you tried to ugh, sock puppet. I have never actually heard the term sock puppet before. It makes sense. Well, I've heard puppet accounts. I, I guess sock puppet is the same thing, except it's like the same person, right? Because their hand is up in the sock. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, it's got a Wikipedia article. Hmm. Well, speaking of... Um, fakes. Uh-huh. Did you know that the University of Michigan in their library collection had a manuscript written by Galileo? Nope. Well, supposedly this was... I wonder um, how close I've been to it without knowing it. Yeah, the University of Michigan library acquired uh, a manuscript in 1938 as a bequest <clears throat> from a Detroit businessman named Tracy McGregor. McGregor had purchased the manuscript at auction four years earlier. It had previously belonged to a wealthy collector. According to the auction catalog, the manuscript had been authenticated by an archbishop of Pisa. The cardinal had two other documents in his collection, reportedly signed by Galileo, and the cardinal used those documents as comparisons. The problem is, is that the uh, two documents mm-hmm. that he used for comparison actually turned to be uh, from a uh, notorious early 20th century counterfeiter. Oops. Oops. And somebody recently was doing a uh, biography on Galileo, heard about this manuscript from the Michigan Library, went to go investigate it. And said, these aren't real. They're like, I, you know, I think this might not be real. So the university turned around, sent it out to get studied, and it turns out it is another one of the counterfeiters forgeries. Oops. So yeah, the, the, the university came out and said, look, um, turns out this is a fake. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Just, yeah, Sorry. Well, they came out and said, researcher discovers Galileo manuscript forgery. And they explain exactly how it is. And they say in the library's assessment of the letter, in light of the findings, will require a reconsideration of its place in the collection, beginning with an update to its metadata. In the future, it may come to serve the research, learning, and teaching interests in the arena of fakes, forgeries, and hoaxes. A timeless discipline that's never been more relevant. So we'll turn this into a learning opportunity. Yep. I love it. Yeah, so this has been sitting almost 100 years in the library catalog. Somebody takes one closer look at it and goes, wait a second, this, um, you you guys might have a forgery here. I mean... Which which the the story on this forgery, supposedly he had, he was doing high-level forgeries of uh, George Washington... Mozart, Galileo, big names, because he mm-hmm. was trying basically to bankroll, if I'm reading this correctly, seven mistresses. <laughs> Which I don't know how that works. Bankrolling for seven mistresses? Se- yes, seven mistresses. One for each day? I don't know. That like that's and balancing seven partners is eight, I guess, right? Yes, yes, he still like, he was married at the time, yes. So yes, his wife and seven mistresses. God damn. That sounds very difficult. So yeah, so that's uh that was surprising. I've got some other surprising news. Yes. Uh speaking of hacking and yes. such. Um, it, uh, my pixel six next to me is literally, oh, 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 hang on, hang on. Before you go onto your pixel six, yeah, which upgraded to Android 13, I assume. And now you can't downgrade it. Not yet. Uh, guess, guess, guess where my pixel four XL is still in the shop, still in the shop. Apparently they replaced literally everything. It is effectively a new phone built from parts, but here's the, the kicker. Ready? Ready for this? 
it only draws 0.11 amps. That will not get you charged very fast. No, no, it will not. That will also mean that like you, even if you're plugged in while the phone is on, it will be discharging. Yep. So they're going to look for that. Oh, that sucks. But yes, no, my Pixel 6 is literally going, hey, uh, I have the update for Android 13. Would you like me to download it? And I'm like, uh, I'm not sure because, yes, the Pixel 6, if you have a Pixel 6 phone and you upgrade to Android 13, you will not be able to go back to Android 12. Yep. Which this is not a new thing. Anti-rollback was first introduced in Android 8. So, this, you know, it's not a new thing. Um the reason, though, as somebody found out, is that the downgrade prevention is to stop a bootloader vulnerability specific to Android 12. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, yeah, no, if there's a bootloader vulnerability and you patch it, it's a bootloader vulnerability so they can just roll it back. Right. If you can, yeah, if you can roll back to the earlier version. Oh, I see. Because if, if they got into it, and it's patched through upgrading to Android 13, then the bootloader itself, the, the, the hole that existed, could just roll it back. Yes. If rollback was an option. Yes. So they made rollback not an option. Yes. So, yeah, so there was a, there was a vulnerability. Yeah. <laughs> I would be on it, except, you know, I don't have my phone. So, yes, yeah, so it's not a new issue, and it's got a very legitimate reason. So... Um, I read something else though, which granted, ugh, I'm I really hate some of these news articles that are a rehash of another news article, which is literally going, "Hey, people on Reddit are saying this." Yeah, and I'm like, "But okay, a couple of people on Reddit are saying there's a problem." This news article says, "Hey, we heard it. A couple of people on Reddit are saying this is a problem," and that's their news. They're not even asking Google or digging into it. No, another. Like a, yeah, and then other news sites are like, hey, this is a story. People are saying this is a problem. And you're like, which people? <laughs> people? Someone? Someone has an issue with it. So, yeah, supposedly there is. the These couple of people have an issue with wireless charging <clears throat> on Android 13 um, with the Pixel 6, which um, that's how I charge it in when it's in my phone or in my car. Yeah, yeah. So I, I want to make sure that that's okay before I, you know, before I roll up to 13, I want to make sure that my phone will not be affected by wireless charging problems because I like my wireless car charger. It's very nice to just set my phone in the charger and it charges. And let it, let it charge. Yeah. Well, have you had any problems? Not so far. Then don't worry about it. Do you have a backup actual wired charger like at yes. work? Yes, I do. Then don't worry about yeah. it. You'll notice if it doesn't do it. Yeah, so I might just let it do its thing tomorrow, and we'll see how 13 goes. Yeah. As I said, I I already have upgraded, but my phone's in the shop. Mm -hmm. uh, those not in the Android world, but in the iOS world, uh, supposedly Apple is going to announce the iPhone 14 on September 7th. Okay. And the uh, product will go on sale on September 16th. Okay. So those in the Apple world, if you're you thinking about you? a new phone... Hold off. Hold, hold off for a one month. Yeah. Well, Google's announcing the Pixel 7 somewhere around there, too. Yep. And I'm, I'm trying to hold off for that. But at this point, I've been using my Galaxy S7 for a month. So I shouldn't laugh. Is that even like, can you even access the Play Store with that or no? Yes. Yes, okay. I can still access the Play Store. It's not that far gone. But like, I can't run more than one app at a time because it just doesn't have the memory to do so. Yeah. Well, speaking of old hardware. Yes. Somebody was doing an interview about the history of Microsoft. And he, they were asking one of the guys about the oddest thing that they had ever seen while they were testing products. And the guy had brought up the fact that he had gotten <clears throat> word from one of the hardware manufacturers that um, was having problems with certain models of their laptops. And Janet Jackson's 1989 hit sing, sing, single, Rhythm Nation. Mm -hmm. If the laptop 
was playing Rhythm Nation, it would cause some of the laptops to just crash. And not only their laptop would crash, nearby computers would also crash that have no interaction with the one computer playing Rhythm Nation. That's kind of weird. It turns out the song contained a natural resonant frequency for (laughs) the 5400 RPM laptop hard drives that were being used at the time. Was it vibrating the disc to the point where like the head would crash or something? Yes. (gasps) Oh my God, that's fantastic. So yes, they they would there's something in the song was literally vibrating the hard drives to crash. I I what? <laughs> I mean, all right, so here's the thing. If you can do that with a 5400 RPM hard drive, surely you can do it with a 7200. It's probably just a different frequency, right? So, Andy, what I need you to do <laughs> is craft an audio attack that will crash the laptops using a 7200 RPM hard disk. Okay, that will work until everybody starts going solid state. Yeah. My my laptop is solid state at work. <clears throat> I could try, you know... Oh, dude, I could see like like a Mission Impossible thing where he like gets in the server room and he just sets a box on the server and the box just starts to admit a, a noise yeah and then it just literally <laughs> just takes everything down oh that's that's a movie scene right there i yeah i'm i'm picturing like someone walking through defcon <laughs> with just like some speakers i have a i have a friend at work who desperately wants to go to defcon why well it's already over for this year so yeah it's over this year she'll she'll go next year Wait a second, um, what that EAS guy was supposed to have talked at DEF CON, right? Oh, that's right. Did he give his talk? What was the name of that guy? I mean, just search EAS DEF CON. Yeah, I'm getting all the news articles from two weeks ago. <clears throat> Ken Pyle. All right, let's see if we can find Ken Pyle. Here we go. Curbs on security. Let's see what this says. Came in advance of a workshop. Or you can just... The, okay, so the EAS de- encoder-decoder devices he acquired were made <clears throat> by... Digital Alert Systems, which issued a security advisory this month saying it released patches in 2019 to fix the flaws Mm -hmm. reported by Pile, but that some customers are still running outdated version of the device's firmware. A great many EAS stakeholders are still ignoring basic advice from the manufacturer, such as changing default passwords and placing the devices behind a firewall. Did I ever tell you the, um, the transmitter stories? Maybe. Uh. Possibly. There's there's a there's a website like sochan.io or something along those lines. I forgot the name of the website, but it's one of those websites that just basically is just constantly ping, pinging public IP addresses and looking for Internet of Thing devices. Mm-hmm. I can't. I, I'll have to find out what the name of it is. But this has been literally multiple years. People have brought this up at the broadcasting conferences and. One of the uh, one of the guys who shows up to these conferences is a salesman for the trans uh, transmitter manufacturer, one that has an Ethernet port on it. As we bring up our intro over again, mm-hmm. um, and every time you know he's going to bring this up during his conference, he always searches for his you know the name of the transmitter that he know you know he knows what the string is. Yeah. So he he goes through and, you know, every time he's going to give the presentation, he goes through and sees and tries to find one of his transmitters that somebody has purchased and put online that still has the default username and password attached to it. Oh, oh no. Oops. And either he's, you know, just, you know, has this set up as, you know, a joke or he literally still finds at least one person every single time he does this presentation that still has a default username and password of a transmitter, you know, that is connected to the public internet. And it's just like, oh my gosh, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't. Oh, can you, Andy, can you confidently say that all of your transmitters are secure? Let's see. Um, I literally have, I mean, apparently all I need to do is get your, like into your Google account. (laughs) Well, and then I've got the passwords for all of your web interface. 
There. Okay, so we've got 14 transmitters, right? I think we're up to uh, 14. Why are you asking me? I'm I'm rubber ducking this right now, okay? Okay. Right? That's, sure. Is that what it is? Rubber ducking where you... Yep, you, it's, you, that is exactly what it is. It's rubber ducking. That's fine. I am your rubber duck. Go for it. Okay. So we have 14 transmitters. Only three of them are internet accessible. Only three. Only one of those is on the public internet. The other two are actually on our business network behind our business firewalls and the whole nine yards, which my VPN information is not actually stored in Chrome. And it is a different username and password than my default username and password for all the rest of the accounts. So there is what there's literally just one transmitter that you could access from the internet. Everything else you actually would have to dial in via a phone and have to know the um, admin uh, phone digits for that, which um, if you incorrectly, if you put the incorrect password in one time, it will hang up on you. So you, (laughs) in theory, yes, you could try and brute force it, but it will take take a little while, take a little while because you've got to dial connect attempt reset yes dial again uh rings one at a time yeah only one attempt at a time and it will take you at least 30 seconds per attempt yeah and um that's a it's a six digit number for that for my passwords now so good luck on those but okay so there's just one right now that is connected to the internet um i blocked port 80 on that public ip because it technically has a web GUI that I could access through port 80, but I blocked port 80. There is a software program that I can use to access the remote control device because the, the company has its own piece of software to access it without having to go through the web GUI. So you have to have the software, which you have to own the box in order to get the software. Because um, if you ask for, you know, to go to the website and ask for a download of the software, you actually have to provide your serial number of the box before they will hand you another copy of the software. Um, that is on a randomly assigned IP or port number that's up in the high range. Um, and then once you know what port number it is, then you actually have to um, know my... Uh, individual username and password for that which is specific to that box that's the best that i can do do you think that's good enough i mean i suppose but it's hilarious watching because the software will tell me you know how many people are trying to access the web gui on that thing on port 80 which i just blocked it for everybody it's just hilarious to see the amount of people from like estonia and russia and countries in the middle east that are trying to get into this box i'm guessing they're just you know (laughs) Just they're running just hitting through random things, yeah. Right, they're just running through IP addresses. Yes, and you see the you see connects, blocked, disconnect, connect, block, disconnect. And I'm just like, okay, you guys can keep trying to go after port eighty all you want. Good luck with that. <laughs> uh, you did also block. Was it one twenty or one ten? I think. Oh, was that HTTPS? Yeah. Do you don't you need a certificate for that or no? I don't know. I'd have to look on the software to see if. Uh, I feel like it would be a good idea to just block it anyway, right? Like, you're never going to try and connect on that. No, that's true. In fact, wouldn't it make more sense to, like, allow things instead of block things? Like, just by default, block everything and only allow certain ones? Well, the problem is, is the fact that if I have to access, if I'm on the road somewhere, and I have to access the transmitter, Yep. I'm going to be on a random IP address. Right, but not from a random port. Oh, block all. Well, you see, the problem is is that um, Spectrum yep. does not give me access oh. to the router. So I had to specifically call them up to block. Say, <laughs> so, hey, turn off port 80. Yes, I'm like, turn off port 80, you know, forward this random port to this private IP address. Thank you. Took me two hours on hold for just literally two lines of code that I could have done myself, but Spectrum does not give me access. Yeah. They said it was a a security vulnerability for giving access to the consumers. I mean, they're not wrong. They're not wrong, no, but it's like, dude, I know what I'm... Please. What's that XKCD? Can I, you know, use the code word to... (laughs) (laughs) To, <laughs> I remember that to XQCD. bypass tier one service. 
so that yeah to just be like no i actually know what i'm talking about yep oh what was that one shoot it's called tech support it is xkcd 806 <clears throat> this won't get fixed until i talk to an engineer can you look around for someone wearing cargo pants maybe a subway map on their wall <laughs> It's a chick two phones over with a stuffed penguin doll and a poster of some bearded dude with swords. <clears throat> oh. There it is. In the future, if you're on any tech support call, you can say the code word shibboleth at any point. You'll automatically be transferred to someone who knows a minimum of two programming languages. Oh. And it's it's a dream. Yep. <laughs> God, I love it. Man, XKC has been going on for a long time. Yep. He's going to be in uh, Ann Arbor. Randall Monroe? Yeah, doing uh, his book tour. Mm, what if two? Yep. Who did we just hear was going to be in Ann Arbor and Kalamazoo? Um, wait, wait, don't tell me. Their stand-up tour. Ah, okay. Is coming to Ann Arbor and Kalamazoo. Who's sponsoring them in Ann Arbor, do we know? I don't know. Because I was at WEMU when we <clears throat> sponsored to bring Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me into there. And the Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me crew said, oh, the um, auditorium on Eastern's campus is too small, so we have to move you to Ann Arbor. Yep. And they put us in the Michigan Theater. And the guest, because this was supposed to be, uh, this was, you know, part of WEMU's 75th anniversary or something like that. They didn't actually bring up WEMU at all during this whole thing. And their guest of uh, Not My Job was uh, Harborough. Really? Yeah. Huh. So a bunch of us in the staff are like, well, this feels like we just kind of got shafted. <laughs> like, well, but, 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 but EMU was like, but nope. Nope. Let's just go to Michigan Theater right next to the U of M campus and talk to the U of M football <laughs> coach. Yep. That sucks. Sorry, man. Yep. Right. So um, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, the SLS no, is on good. the launch pad. Awesome. Fingers crossed. Yes. Um, streaming beat out cable for the first time last month. So there were more people streaming shows than watching shows on cable. First time ever. Uh, Rocket Lab wants to self-fund a mission to Venus. Why? Why? What's on Venus that you want to look at? I don't know. Also, good luck, because, like, not a great place right now. Nope. Or, you know, in the last many, 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 many years. Especially since he's going to use his Electron rocket, which is one of the smallest orbital rockets in use right now. So we'll see how that works out. But yeah, no, a rocket company is going to self-fund a mission to Venus. I feel like this guy just wants to just thumb his nose at Elon Musk. Probably. But a lot then of people do. Elon Musk just announced that uh, Starship has a um, Starship, not Falcon, but Starship has a satellite launch already signed up. <gasps> Dang, it's got to be a lot of satellites. Nope, just one. Just It's got to be a big-ass satellite. Um, I don't think so. Super why starship that the the i the thought is is they probably got a discount for being one of the first people to basically say yes we're going to use starship for this okay because somebody looked at it with the other this is Superbird nine they looked at some of the other ones and said i you know the falcon heavy could launch this but i'm guessing somebody talked to the the satellite company and they probably they think cuz you know none of this is actually printed but they think that they probably got a discount for saying that they want to use it on starship could be and if starship is not around at the time that the satellite needs to get launched then they'll i'm guessing you know push it back to a falcon falcon yep or falcon heavy depending on yep. the size the of the falcon satellite. heavy is what they're thinking <clears throat> all right <sighs> excuse me well, there's Anything some else Tolkien, you want to hit? No, some Tolkien stuff, some FCC stuff. Nothing really exciting. FCC stuff? Yes. That's impactful. What is FCC stuff? So, back about 20 years ago, 20 oh, wait, years wait, ago. Wait, is this does this have to do with, like, spectrum, or does this have to do with, like, regulation? Uh, spectrum. Okay, skip it. <laughs> 20 years ago, like... This is not about like net neutrality. It's not about rural internet. It's not about new technology. 
It's about goddamn spectrum and spectrum allocation. Yes, this is literally about spectrum allocation. Skip it. (laughs) I believe it's a review. It's my review. Yes, it is your review. (laughs) Okay. Any other things you want to talk about? No. All right. I would like to review my new bike. I bought a bicycle. I like to ride my bicycle. I like to ride my bike. Well, A, we're not allowed to sing. (laughs) B, I think you have to pay a royalty now. (laughs) C, I bought a electric bicycle. Oh, an e-bike. I bought an e-bike, Andy. I bought an e-bike and I have now for two and a half weeks, I've ridden my e-bike to and from work. I have not driven my car to work in two and a half weeks. Okay, so here are my two questions. Go for it. One, well, three, okay, three questions and a comfy It is chair. a 5.4 mile ride. <laughs> okay, five mile ride. All right, what it is takes your- about 20 minutes. What is your um, vertical difference- uh, a thousand feet. Let me go look. There, Is it there are both ways. Okay, there, there are there hills. are lots of hills both ways. There are lots of Andy. I live at the border of where the glaciers stopped in the last ice age. Oh, yep. No, there I know are that. a lot of hills here. I I have been in that. Well, I've been to Madison a couple of times. You bought a car out here. Yes, I did. I bought a Jeep out there. Yeah. Uh, so the the ride has a minimum height of 968 feet above sea level and a maximum height of 1,093 feet above sea level. So there's 130 feet between the top and the bottom. Uh, the thing is that 130 feet is all from the top to the bottom is all in the first third or quarter yeah i'd say the first quarter of the trip and then after that it goes back uphill and then downhill a little bit and then uphill all right so i'm looking at this my commute would be seven and a half miles from here. that is about the upper limit of where i would recommend it okay it looks like i have a gain of 128 feet and a drop of 95 so yeah, it looks like I'm flat, and then I drop down 95 feet, and then I climb 128 feet. So that's that would be fun. Yep. So the bike has a top speed of 20 miles an hour. First off, I should say I should clarify this is not just some random electric bike. This is a electric XP 2.0 step through. It weighs about 65 pounds with the battery. The battery is a heavy sucker. The battery is in the main like bar that is the bicycle. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is a pedal assist bicycle. So it has a throttle and you can actually just, you can ride with the throttle. But what it really means is that as you pedal based on the pedal assist level that you have set, which is zero through five, zero being none, five being maximum, there is effectively a minimum speed at which the bike will attempt to maintain as long as you are pedaling. Okay. So when you are on like pedal assist two, no matter how fast or how slow or how hard or like just kind of moving the pedals a little bit, the bike is going to try to maintain like somewhere between, I think, eight miles an hour. Yeah, I think it's around eight for pedal assist two. It might be closer to 12, uh, but it'll it'll maintain that as a minimum speed. Now you can go over that, right? Like 12 miles an hour. Yeah, you can pedal faster than that. Um, and that's fine. The bike doesn't care. It just turns off the motor. You're, you're doing all the work at that point. So it's really a, I want to go this fast and I'll work while I'm doing it, but I want to go this fast. Gotcha. Okay. This is, this is how like my ride to work is almost the same speed, the same time every day because I'm not getting, I'm not pushing the bike past 20 miles an hour. <laughs> like that's, that is, that is beyond my capabilities as a human being. Um, so the bike is just kind of cruising at 20 miles an hour for most of the ride. The differences are how long I have to wait for the lights and how much effort I put in. Gotcha. Like I can put in as much effort as I want. I still get there in the same amount of time. So I think I answered two of your questions. What's your third? Okay, so I was it was range and speed. Um, okay. Oh, so yeah, the range of the bike, I mean, it depends on what pedal assist you're using. Yeah. Because the faster you go, the more you're going to drain the battery. But like at all out, 
uh, you can get like 17, 18 miles off of the bike. That's if you are not pedaling at all. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> What's your, how long does it take to fully charge again? Not even like, I, I don't know because I haven't looked because I just plug it in when I get home and it's ready by the morning, but um, probably not that long. Uh, looking at their website, it says four to six hour charge time. Okay. I also bought a second charger. So I have one at the office. If I like forget to plug it in when I get home, it has enough to make two round trips. So I take it to work the next day and I just plug it in. Mm. It has been incredible to not have to park. <laughs> I, I literally ride the bike up to the door of the building. I take it into the building. I take it up the elevator and I just leave it in my office. You see, my uh, my parking spot is two stops away from the front door. So that doesn't matter. <laughs> Plus, I've got to drop the kids off at daycare. So that would I don't think having them on the back of the bicycle would be. <laughs> that, no, that that might make it a little harder. Yeah. Um, I, I would, however, recommend for like in general, people who have a like, I mean, if you have a one mile commute, just walk it. it that, that shouldn't take too long, right? That's what, like a 10 minute walk if you're at a saunter pace? Uh, people can normally average 20 minutes a mile if they're walking. Okay, so 20 minutes for one mile. If you're above a mile and below seven or eight miles, look into an e-bike. Like, it's it's actually, it works pretty good for that range. See, my other I am problem a little be, concerned about the winter. Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm very concerned to see what you, how you are feeling in a couple of months. I mean, in a couple of months, the bike will probably be in the basement, and I'll be driving the car. But then, once the spring rolls around, I will pull the bike back out. Yeah. So for several months of the year, I'm hoping to not drive my car to work. I have saved uh, after two and a half weeks. I have saved 120 miles. I'm, uh, I'm sitting there, like in my head, curious to see what that is. But then you also have a Prius, so then you'd have to factor in. How much you'd be saving versus the a, gas? Yeah. I mean, the gas on the Prius, so gas here is like four bucks a gallon still. Maybe it's down from there. I think it's like 350. Let's call it three. Yeah, let's call it 350. Um, and it's the summer right now, so I get better mileage. Yes. So I think I get 40 or I might even get 50 miles to the gallon on the Prius in the summer. So that's two gallons it's like I've, I've saved 10 bucks of gas but you're also getting a little a little bit of exercise plus you're being- I'm getting a significant amount of exercise oh god my legs dude my legs hurt so much the first day like i haven't ridden a bike seriously in years decades so even with the motor doing most of the work uh it it still hurt it has hurt less now well that's good so a thousand bucks for this. Yeah, it was actually a little more because once you factor in like the comfort package and the cargo package, because I got the, the front and rear things, the bike does fold up quite nicely. Well, that's good. I also got like the premium headlight and the bike lock, and got a new helmet for it so that I have a decent helmet. But yeah, it like all in all, it was about 1500 bucks. Okay. Which compared to the price of a car. Yeah. It's eminently reasonable. Well, it's I, I saw something like this at uh, actually today when I was driving through the neighborhood next to the zoo. There was a new apartment building, um, which looked brand new. And out front, there was a big row of those lime electric bicycles. And I'm like, ah, now I know where all the hippies live. <laughs> Ouch, man. Ouch. You think I'm a hippie, Andy? No, I'm just saying in that part of Grand Rapids, those the, those apartments next to, you know, the coffee shop and the brewery. Yeah, you don't mean hippie. You no. mean hipster. Hip, yes, that's what I, okay, yes, that is more. Yes, hipster. That's where all the hipsters live. There you go. There we go. Yes. I words good. Okay, so am I a hipster? No. Okay. I will say... I was liking things before they were cool before liking things before they were cool was cool. So I think that actually makes me a meta hipster. But yes, no, that, yeah, I'm seven and a half miles away. That's, that's, I've, got the, I, I've got the kids I have to drop off at daycare. Plus, yeah, that's, I that's still, the thing. Like, I still also have to drive out to transmitter sites, which technically, well, yes, there is, there is a company car for that. But then I have to schedule because people take the company car out on remotes. Yeah. And if there's an emergency and I have to drive <laughs> out to a transmitter site, I would have to then drive back home on the bicycle, ride back home on the bicycle, yep. grab my and car, and then... Grab your car and go out. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, it, it sounds like it does not work well for you, Andy. No, not at the moment. Which is too bad. Yep. Um, I leave here 8, 8.15 in the morning. I get to work by about 8.35, and it works great. That's all I need. End of the day, around 5.30, turn around, come back, no problem. Well, there you go. All right, the Electric <laughs> XP Step Through 2.0 in black. Yeah, highly approved. Okay, all right. So I do hit- wish... But I do wish so that it, it has this little control unit so that, you know, you can see your speed and you can control the pedal assist. I do wish there was an interface to that unit because I would love to dump that data out so that I could see, like, over time, what are my habits? Well, you could message them and see. Yep, I might do that. <laughs> like, I would like to plug a Arduino into my electric bike and just, you know learn about what's going on i'm sure they'd be thrilled <clears throat> anyway all right andy what what do you got um well we got the random topic rolled ahead of time yeah what state is the better one to live in wisconsin or michigan and why well dave you being the one of the <laughs> two of us lived in both. who's actually lived in both of them i mean wisconsin does have really good cheese <laughs> Like, really good cheese. And the beers, I mean, if you like beer, you're not a huge beer drinker. No. So beer's not a, a draw for you. I think the food in Wisconsin is handled with a little more care. Not, like, food security or food, like, processing, but just food preparation. I, I feel like is slightly better here on average. Beyond that, I mean, pot's legal in Michigan. Drunk driving is basically legal in Wisconsin. <laughs> I'd say both of those are points to Michigan. Michigan used to have a helmet law. They don't anymore. Unfortunately, Wisconsin never had a helmet law because Harley Davidson is here. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right, isn't it? I don't know, man. Wisconsin has a good football team and U of M. (laughs) Wisconsin has a good professional football team. Yes. And a relatively decent college football team. Yep. Michigan has a relatively decent college football team. Yep. Also, we talked about the the Big Ten getting UCF and uh, was that UCLA and uh, USF, right? Yes. Or USC, USC. Okay. Getting all Just, the teams. What the hell? Yeah. What the hell? Um, Michigan has a hockey team. Wisconsin doesn't, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yeah. were uh, we were talking about that when we were down in Indianapolis. Was the fact that um, Indianapolis is the largest city that doesn't have a professional baseball team. Or it's it's either the largest or the second largest city that doesn't have a professional baseball team. Yeah, because Milwaukee's got the the Brewers. Yep. I, I mean, look, all things being equal, I'd probably move back to Michigan. Like, if I had a job that I could do what I'd like doing, I'd probably move back to Michigan. My friends are in Michigan. My family's in Michigan. So that. I have a lot of friends here, though. It would be very... It, it's rough. I, I have roots in two areas, Andy, and that sucks. No, I don't doubt it. I, on the other hand, have only lived in Michigan. Yeah. As I used to say, I could tell you my entire life story in a single tank of gas, and I think that's still the case. Yeah, it's a big tank, but yeah. No, I think I think I could drive you through the major points of my life in under 400 miles. Yeah. So. I mean, it's 400 miles from here to Warner Creek. Yeah. But I'm so saying, yeah, I, if I started, you know, if I started in downtown Ann Arbor at U of M Hospital yeah. and, like, drove you around my life I in chronological here, and here, order. And then here, and then here, and then here. It's this slow westward progression. Yep. All right. Is that a satisfactory conclusion? I do believe that is a satisfactory conclusion, so I have to give the satisfactory finale of uh, That's a Wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you.